All right. Welcome to Don't Worry About It with Neeks. <clears throat> and welcome, Emma Spencer. Thank you so much. Happy to have you. So, Thank you. as we wanted, we wanted to discuss Midnight Gospel. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just watched the episode, uh, Annihilation of Joy. And every, every time I watch an episode, it kind of, it, you learn more each time. It's kind of, it's fascinating. I think um, because one that like what you're watching, you know, in, in the pic- images. It. Sorry. Oh yeah. Let's explain. Yeah. Midnight Gospel. <laughs> Might as well. So Midnight Gospel is a, is a Netflix show uh, started by a comedian and pretty known podcaster, um, uh, Duncan Trussell. And he, <clears throat> he started this podcast with um, this guy called Pendleton Ward, who, if you don't know, he started, um, he's the animator for Adventure Time, which is an incredibly um, well-animated show. It's, it's very wacky and has very similar um, characteristics Quali- to, sorry? You said qualities. Yes, very similar qualities to to uh, Midnight Gospel in that it's it's very random and a lot of the conversations and what you're listening to may not be related to what you're seeing a lot of the time. Um, obviously, Adventure Time's a kid's show. This is much more of an adult show in that there's topics being discussed that are very metaphysical and religious and existentialist. Sorry? And like illegal shit too. Well, yeah, there's there's a bit of illegal things but that's that's a different conversation right there and that yeah but um so yeah and it's 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 kind of based on um these conversations that duncan trussell's had with people on his podcast and so he's had um a magician he's had um authors he's had many intellectuals he's had um meditation experts he's had buddhist experts he's had um, experts on speci- on death, the physical death that is um, funeral homes and the the handling of a dead body. Then there's also like the the actual concept of dying. So it's it's a really it's a really deep show that dives into some questions that people may consider too meta or too too difficult to to talk about but i don't know i think it's it's awesome um it's the best show ever i mean it's he literally just like has people and then are like going to fuck up your mind <laughs> like, yeah no that is, but then just like rainbow splatter on the screen <laughs> absolutely it is it's like best it, ever <laughs> it's it's amazing because it's 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 like the prettiest way of showing reality it's like they show you this insane story that is like in each episode and they're only like 25 minutes long and so they go it's on like the perfect length because then yes, you can like it's, it's, with it because it's so hard to like listen and watch at the same time. You kind of like have to. Yeah. That's why you have to rewatch each episode like a million times to understand what's going Absolutely. on. Because the more you watch it, the more you see like the nuances in the animation that connect with like the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. So good. I well, yeah, no, and, I mean, <laughs> and it's and I mean, he's um, Duncan Trussell's a pretty avid uh guru of well not guru i wouldn't say guru but an, an invested person in buddhism and hinduism and the understanding of of those religions 
and also um, he's he's um, pretty invested in psychedelics, and he he talks about them a good amount, and um, he mentions them I think in a couple episodes. But for the most part, if you listen to his podcast, he it's called uh, Duncan Trussell Family Hour, and he he'll give some good uh, on just I don't know kind of things he takeaways he'll have of of these trips he's had. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in, in midnight gospel. I mean, you're watching something and it's, if you've never, and I'm not saying I have, cause I haven't, but if you have ever had a psychedelic trip, it is the epitome of going through an, a, a series of emotions and, um, and just, but also going through, you know, um, I guess it's like spectacles and also, and it, and it ends up being, yes. And it, but it, it ends up being like a reality check at the same time. And these conversations he has with these people and that um, they kind of, they kind of center you on, on a, on a certain ideal or on a certain concept that is, that can actually reshape your life. If you really take it into, into a serious account. Um, so that's why I love it. You always learn something. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if, you, even if you've seen an episode like six times, which I have with like almost all of them, mm-hmm. like I still learn something about just like the conversation itself. Yeah. And one thing I guess grounds you. It's a grounding yes, show. It is very astounding. Um, and I guess to like cover one topic that is mentioned a num- number of times is death, and. I've never, I mean, we're, I'm 20 years old. I'm not thinking about death. It is not in my wheelhouse of consideration. You never, when, never, you never think about death. No, I do. Obviously, like I have the thoughts and there's, there's moments, you know, you get into, into some situations that may be life-threatening, but like, it's never, it's never like, oh, it never becomes a reality. And then how am I going to feel about it? It never becomes the, like there's, I could die. There's that thought, but then it never comes with the, Oh my God, what happens after I die? Or what, how am I going to feel? What's the feel? Like there's questions that I didn't consider. You might have thought about I feel like music than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe you do, but I think, I don't know. I think, it's something that it, it didn't become, it didn't become as a parent. Um, I, not, not necessarily a parent. I think I'd always thought about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of um, being a, a human, especially in that we have self-consciousness and we have awareness of life and death. And we have the idea of the future, which makes us a hundred times better than any animal that can exist because we can plan for the future. And that as you get older, you start thinking about death and and planning for death but as again as a 20 year old it's not something that has becomes prominent in our mind in in a in our day in our daily lives but but and even like i've had i feel like i i feel like now that i think about it i definitely have thought a lot more about death after having watched midnight gospel and i feel like i've thought about it a lot yeah during quarantine just because i've been watching it so much so i guess like exactly right well, yeah. So it's it, though. I was gonna say is like kind of wrapping back that point up is that it's it uh, midnight gospel really introduced well a different concept of death because they actually talk about it in in the second episode with um I 
can't remember the, the, the woman's name, but it's like Ragu Marcus, who's also a Buddhist guru, but some, I can't remember the other the person, but she, she's kind of the main um, interviewer. Um, and they, she talks about how she's had a lot of interactions with death and that in her family, uh, her friends have died and she writes about the coping of death. And that's also something that I didn't think, I mean, I have all four grandparents still alive, thank God. But like, man, wow. I've known a lot of people that have had grandparents die. And that is never something I've thought about seriously and considered as like, oh, my, my mom's side of grandma's Yaya, and my, my, mom, my dad's side of grandma's Lulu. And like thinking of them and, and them going, not being around anymore. I guess, yeah. It's yeah, a I scary thought. That. I have experienced that. And also, but like, my dad's family is Jewish. My dad's dad died. So when someone dies, um, who is Jewish, like you sit Shiva for a week. I don't know if you, if you know oh, that. I, but like, I have no idea. Okay. So like you go over to the person's house for seven days, like the rabbi comes and like the families comes and friends come and everyone like brings food and gifts and is meant to like help the family through that time. Mm. And I think it was like, I'm not religious, but I think in like the most like in the best way, like it helped me cope so much because everyone sat around in my grandma's living room and like ate and shared stories of my grandfather and like talked about what death meant and like what it means in Judaism, what it means in life. And it was just like, maybe maybe I feel like now that I've been watching Midnight Gospel, I've been like remembering how that felt mm -hmm. to cope through that. But I feel like I coped through it like a lot better because of that. But then also granted like, I didn't see eye to eye with my grandfather on a lot of things. Yeah, so like, I, yeah, feel like, uh, yeah. I feel like I had a grand, if I had like one of my three that live now, if one of them die, mm -hmm. that's going to be like a completely different exactly. experience. Cause I was so much more upset, but, mm -hmm. but I feel like midnight gospel, you're right. It helps you. It helps you process a lot of things that you didn't even know you needed to process. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Things that are just eye opening and then just make mm -hmm. you feel. Like, well, there's like, like, a, like going back to the, sorry. No, no, continue. Okay. Well, going back to like the point of the, the thinking, not even like the idea of dying, but just thinking about it. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, you know, like I said, like you've been, you've even mentioned and reminded me is like, you think about death and you, there's people who die and that that experience exists in life. But when it comes to you, when it comes down to you dying and the, the personal, it, it, Midnight Gospel opened a door that made me realize, you know, there's there's a lot more to it than just, you know, black nothing. It's 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 and it's not just the removal of life, but it's also like another step in time and in everyone's life. I mean, it's not like we don't know exactly. There's no definitive evidence of what happens after death except that you are either buried or cremated. There's not much after that, but your physical body and this, the idea that is implemented or I mean, considered, I guess, in, um, in midnight gospel is this idea of like, um, what is it called? Indra's net in Hinduism. And it's the, it's like the eternal consciousness and that we're all a net of conscious beings all in one. And that get on the nodes of the, yes. Nodes. And it, we're each node in that. And that is that there's not one, you know, one specific, uh, single Nico, there's one, not one single Emma and that, that 
like I had never considered it like that. I'd always just considered it like either there's a heaven, maybe there's a hell, maybe there isn't, maybe it's just pure nothing, or maybe, and then this was this, maybe we're an interconnected, interconnected consciously that when you die, it's maybe, it may be nothing, but it's more that you're, you're nothing with everyone. It's a weird way of thinking of it. And it's, it's pretty grim when you think of death. I mean, it, it's, it's pure numbness. It's like if you took too much anesthesia and then boom, that's it. Cause you so numb that it's, it's the pure, it's a purity of just nothing. So when, when I started watching, when I was watching each episode, I mean, I had to watch it, like you said, like six times each time just to get more and more each time out of it. And it's, that's the fascinating part about this show is that you just keep finding more inside of each episode. And just to wrap up this point is that it's death has become a lot at first. Like when we think of death, it's a pretty scary concept. It's become a lot less scary to me. Not that I don't fear death. Not that I don't fear death, but I, I definitely am. um, I think, I think it's, it's not necessarily that there's a fate in, in life, but that there's, there's mortality and that that's, that's just part of it. It's not that like you get to choose, you don't get to choose when you die. You don't get to choose how you die. You don't get to choose if you die, you do. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. It may come as grim to a lot of people, but that's sometimes, I mean, that's a reality that needs to kind of be addressed later on in life. And I know I'm only 20 years old, but Midnight Gospel opened that door. And that's something that I'm very grateful for because I wouldn't have I kind of would have gone, I feel like at least I would go through life going through the motions kind of as they, they mentioned in this, in the the recent episode I just watched, it was kind of building up XP points. You know, you, you go to college or you go to school, really, you go to school in your life, you're building up points. You get, as you pass through time, you're passing the grades and then you finish college, you got to get a job or you go to graduate school. So you got to keep building those points to get to the next thing you want. But then what happens when you get the thing you want, then what, then you, are you, is the game over? You know, you take the headset off and it's like, Oh, how'd you like it? No, it's not a virtual reality. Um, and that's simulation theory. We don't have to get into that, but the idea that it's, like, do you just, you just go with yourself more than you go with this, like, fear of death, I guess is what it is. I don't know. That was just an input on, on that idea. And I think, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you two questions. One, if Midnight Gospel makes you look, like, more positively at death or, like, it, and then, therefore, like, does it scare you less? after watching Midnight Gospel, because I feel like for me, like, yes, I, I guess, but then it's also like, do people just come up with these theories because ultimately everyone is actually terrified of death and we come up with these things like just to justify the natural world and like what life is because life is so like beyond anything like I think like the fact that I'm existing and you're existing like right now this is so dumb but like you know what I mean like when you you say like that I feel like I feel like just like people invented religion like people need coping mechanisms and like like de-burdening that's not a word areas it's it's the uh, I think it's unburdening Yes, yes, yes. 
where you can like release like everything that you have on something and like the idea of a collective consciousness after you die is like so beautiful and so comforting and that like okay i could die and like i will physically leave this place but like my spirit still lives and like that's why buddhism and hinduism is so beautiful but like i don't know i feel like i feel like does it still scare me is what you ask well no like i want to believe in these things because like it makes me less scared to think that like there's something after that there's something after death and that like i don't know what that is but like that there's something but then it's also like do we think about this way with all the ants that like like you could <laughs> that, we, that we step on her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like do you think about that with like all these other things like we need to deal with plants or animals yeah. or like anything that's living it's just with us and like well, what excludes those categories from that and like why why does it only apply to us why does it only apply to us it's because like we are this advanced species that can like yeah invent things and have these ideas and i feel like we're so deep in it at this point. I mean, like, there are TV shows about it. Like, there are yeah. classes about it, like, lectures about it. Like, is it just because, uh, like... Is it just a coping just mechanism? Can't, like, can't accept this reality that we're in because it's fucking uh, wild. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking wild. But that's a multi-layered question. And, the, like, the first part, I'd say, with, you know, does, is it a fear or is it an unburdening of a fear of death? And it partially it is, you know, we're rationalizing death. We rationalize, we try and rationalize everything. Even the most extreme acts, there's always a reason for it. And it may not be good or bad, but even though that's a human concept as well, it just happens and we always have to rationalize those kinds of things. Even if we may not, someone else is. And like, for example, I didn't think of Buddhism, but someone else did. And that was a rationalization. And then some, and then many people have hopped on that train. That being said, well, I guess not that being said, but continuing on that, like the main, a big um, uh, facet of both Hinduism and Buddhism and many of these um, spiritual um, religions, it, it, yeah, I guess I'd put it like that. They, they mention that, or they, they, is, they talk about how existence is suffering or like reality, or no, yeah, life is suffering. And we're, we are beasts of burden. So we, we take on, I mean, we take on a series of, of um, I, I don't want to just say negative experiences, but just experiences and aspects of our lives that need to take part in our life, in, in our, um, it's like progression through life. And so one thing is dealing with death and the, the, the fear, but going back to like, is that a fear? I don't think that's a fear. I think that wasn't either. And I don't think it's a coping mechanism either. I actually think, and this is kind of what I've been hearing a lot too. So it's, it's not solely my own, my own thought, but it's that it's kind of a way to lead through life leading up to death. So it's not that you're, you're going about a certain way and you're like, oh, okay, well now I have this image in the, of the future of when I die and I'm no longer worried about how it's going to go. Cause I know, I believe I have faith. That's what religion is. I have faith that it's going to be a certain way. And I don't think that it's solely just a coping mechanism because as, like I said earlier, existence is, it's considered that existence is suffering. And so it's eternal suffering. We're always in as like in, um, in this cycle of putting, finding a, um, a preoccupation with 
with the future of something that gives us anxiety or depression or anything really that can, can affect us in a way that, that destabilizes life. And I would say that, um, that these, it's, it's rather, rather than unburdening, I think it's rather just taking the load and accepting that it's, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter how it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what happens after it happens. What matters is how you perceive, how you feel leading up to it. And that's kind of what I think uh, comes with these religions is that you lead a certain way of life. And the more you lead that life, the more you'll believe it, the more you'll believe that, you know, we are, um, we're going to go to heaven or hell, or we're going to have this eternal uh, just consciousness with everyone else that has died or I can't, I don't know what with, with Buddhism, but it's these kind of um, it's a belief system rather than an unburdening. And um, so I don't know. I think, I think it's more, it more has to do with life because it's parts, part of life is dying. So I think it's, it's just an application of thought and, and kind of rationalization in a way of leading life. And so rather than seeing, um, seeing everything as having an inherent value or seeing everything as having um, a burden, it's seeing as, as this is physically here, it depends. And now it all matters to what I think. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. It's just my relationship with whatever it is, this object, this, this um, environment that I'm in, it's the job I have, whatever it may be, um, be it a burden or not, it's, it's part of life. And I think it, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap this up, but in that these, um, these ideologies, they, they sensationalize death because it's part of life. And it's because it's, it's a step, but it's not, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a coping mechanism. Um, no, I, I'm forgetting the other part of your question. <laughs> well, I, if I can remember correctly, I think you were, um, kind of thinking of the, like how we've, oh, well the, um, the fact that does it just apply to us? And I think, or the, I mean the, the thought that does it apply to us? And when you okay. think about, when you think that probably not, <laughs> I think if, if, if we're the only ones that have a heaven or hell or have some afterlife soul um, concept that actually exists, it probably doesn't exist unless there is, um, and this is kind of difficult to explain in a single segment, but that there's, there's the concept of like the great barrier theory. And that is that kind of species over time um, have to get over these specific barriers to achieve the next kind of step in um, evolution and the there's like based on that the idea is that we have gone through that biggest barrier and that's why we are the um the only species with conceptualization like no other animal has that no other animal can i mean there's little parts bits and pieces that animals have kind of gotten to like monkeys can recognize themselves and i think dolphins as well can recognize themselves in mirrors that's not even close to how deep we've gotten into thought and how we how how specific that we get into certain ideas and certain aspects of life. So when, when considering life after death as in the soul sense or consciousness sense, I don't think it just applies. I don't think it exists personally. Now that's, that's, that's a different thing, but I think 
if it um, if it does exist, if this you know these different forms of religious belief that have a certain idea of what happens after death are true, then they have to apply to other forms of life. Or it's like I said with the Great Barrier Theory that somehow apply, plays in, and that we because we're just levels ahead of these other species, we have um, we have access, I guess, access to this. Um, this other realm and it's yes but then there are also like there are also religions like buddhism jainism hinduism like they banned you know sacrifices of animals like very very early on and then they're and they're all vegetarian and they respect all life around them and like for them i'm assuming that their collective conscious includes all, all of these different beings like they'll have gods manifested as, as animals um or like i don't Fair. know yeah as, as like they believe in the spirituality like throughout everything and that's uh, why i feel like and that's why i feel like midnight gospel like also talks about those religions so much because it's just like a more holistic view on everything like i agree with that more than like other religions and that like everything like i want to believe that yeah, <laughs> i don't know yeah, if i agree yeah i want I to believe that like that that that's more true because well, because people are arguing this like like heaven it's like yeah. well then then everything should be going to heaven or hell like it's not just humans but like the church doesn't mm -hmm. broadcast it's like you pay your money to the church and you rise up sorry that's like a pretty well you pay your due whatever it's like by decoration or yeah well and i mean when you like i was going to say what about christianity they don't seem to consider other animals of like part of the spirit their spirituality and they even conceived good and bad and that's kind of what has dominated social society and culture for that like uh i'd say a couple thousand like two thousand years more or less they've done a pretty good job i mean we say we're in 2020 and it's because it's after christ was or was born like that's how kind of um imposing that is but then you think about like applying that to other um forms of spirituality not forms of spirituality but just animals and other animals other life forms i guess do they do they fall under that and because christianity is so dominating some people would say no but like you said with midnight gospel and that they're talking about buddhism and hinduism and um these alternative and less um less followed. Oh, uh, they're pretty followed. I'd say less, less, uh, I mean, like if I, if ironic that, it's ironic that we talk about it and same with, same with midnight gospel. It's ironic that we talk about it as these like far off religions. When, like, yeah, but they're not, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, when most yeah. of the world is dominant, Buddhism, Hinduism, like Islam, like so many religions. That Absolutely. Practice very similar theories, it's just that we grew up in this, like, quote unquote like secular place it's just so not <laughs> like it's all it's all driven by the church yeah and that and that kind of imposes a um certain ideology of death and that is this heaven or hell you're either good or bad so that's kind of the whole good and bad in itself but when you die in buddhism or in hinduism they don't seem to talk about a hell they don't seem to talk about this evil place you go there's maybe the bardo loop you're getting out of samsara. That's what it is in Buddhism, at least. Like, it's called samsara, like the constant cycle of, like, in, in the death and the evolution of your spirit to eventually get yeah. out of it and then reach nirvana. 
that's yeah. what Buddhism is. And that sounds sick. That sounds like heaven right there. That sounds like a a purely just it's, it makes everything so much more meaningful. It makes every yeah. single life more meaningful. Like you well, could be that ant. But when you think of the when you think of Nirvana and um kind of we've gotten really deep into death, so let's let's wrap this up in a sec. But when we when you think yeah, about Sorry? No go. Okay. Well, when you think about Nirvana and you think of this, like this eternal um, kind of cloud nine essence type where you're, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's like an, it's a, it's a esoteric and just so um, it's so ambiguous and it become it kind of applies in so many, so many forms of, um, of what is good and bad. Like you have your own image of Nirvana, but you don't have, there's no imagery of Nirvana. There's just the, the, the conceptualization and the ideas. And that's, that's kind of what is the, the thought of dying. That is what people like when you think of, Oh, what happens after I die? There's either the, the secular routes, which you, you follow a, uh, a certain religion and there's, and then there's, and then there seems to be with Buddhism and Hinduism, there's kind of a, it's, it's, it's pretty like open-ended. It kind of comes down to you. And that seems much more realistic because when you think of, when you think of dying, like I was going to go back on you, you, we don't know much. We don't have much on the actual evidence-based of, of, um, of explanations that are like, okay, this is actually what happens. We don't know. We know the physical aspect, but we don't have the spiritual understanding. And personally, I believe that it's at Nirvana is the same thing as what I described in this, this nothingness, this pure numbness. And that is that we, it is because there's nothing matters. It's and it, when you think of that, it sounds good and bad. It sounds good. I mean, it sounds terrible at first because it's like, why I don't have any friends. There's no family. There's no food. There's nothing. There's no animals, there's no dogs, like you can't, there's nothing that is, it seems, but at the same time, there's no jobs and there's no um, dying, it's over. It, there's nothing after that. And it seems like that's, for some reason to people, that sounds terrible. But to me, because, and I've, kind of in, in part due to Duncan Trussell, the way he explained it, it was like, it sounds amazing. It sounds like nothing has of, you don't have a schedule. There's no, there's no, um, you're, you, you don't have to lead anything. It just, it goes and it kind of, it, but it just, it just, I don't even know how to explain it. it kind of, it, it's, it doesn't need to be of a, um, a certain imagery or of a certain kind of route. It just is, and it's over. And that it's, it's pretty, be I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's quite beautiful in that, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty free. It's freeing too, in that you're, you're kind of like, all right, then I might as well live my life in, uh, in whatever I, way I want to and however I can and do it and um, do whatever I want to do and how I want to do it until I die. And that's kind of what I see in Buddhism. And I see that it's not going back to your question of like, is it an unburdening? I don't see it as an unburdening, but I also, now that I kind of framed it, I would say it's an unburdening because they're not worried about death anymore, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's not that they're it's but it's different than unburdening in that they're not relieving themselves of a pain of dying because they still know they're going to die they're they're just relieving themselves of a of a of a funnel and rather just opening it up into whatever you want it to be and that that sounds pretty cool just relieve yourself of anxiety of that thing like yeah like absolutely hurting yourself you're just removing an anxiety and death is a massive anxiety i mean that's why we have like hospitals and like crazy technology and like because no because people fear death so much yeah and that's why i feel like i feel like in the like in the best way it's gonna sound weird but midnight gospel has made me feel and reminded myself that like i am insignificant like i'm just so insignificant so like so like so like what does it matter like well and and it's actually and i feel like i feel like that like when i'm I feel like when I'm really stressed, I find myself. Yeah, well, it kind of, it's a wake up call. But I was going to say in, in the recent episode I just watched with, they were talking about this kind of nihilistic, how it could be approached as a nihilistic um, view that is, there's no, um, like you said, that we're insignificant. There's no inherent value to us. We just are. We're physically here. There's a presence for us. There's a present. There's no, it's, it's, they call it non-essentialism in Hinduism. It's that it's not nihilist. It's just that there's no, um, like I said, no inherent value and there's no uh, burden other than what it is right in front of you as you see it. Whatever you're conceptualizing in your mind is solely up to you. But in reality, there's, that's it. It's just there. It's not like you, um, there's nothing more to it. And that's, that's can be a, I mean, that can be a very scary thought to some people because they want to have, I mean, I used to think like, if I die when I was a kid, like if I died, the world would end, that would be it. I just, I kind of accepted. I was like, I'm a God. And I, and if you die, or if I die, it's over. All these other buffoons can die. But if I die, the game ends. And that, and as I've come and I think I've come to realize, and then with midnight gospel, obviously they, they say like, everyone dies and it just it it doesn't matter how they die or when they die but they do die and it matters how the image that they left behind the impression they left behind the presence they had um rather than you know the fact that they're dead like that sucks no one wants to actually talk about oh well too bad he's gone it's like no we always talk about when you talk about someone that recently died you talk about what they did who they were um, what they accomplished, it doesn't, and it may not have meant anything, which it probably doesn't in the long term. But to those people, because we have these relationships with these people, that is kind of interconnected consciousness because they keep that image of the person there. They still have that person when they, after they're dead. And then it kind of, that is carried on for however long you want it to be. And that kind of, that's a very, very um, relieving thought because you're not, you're not limiting to yourself. So like, I need to change the way the earth does itself. It exists. I need to way that change the way space and time are in relationship with themselves and how there's, I need to cha- I need to make a fundamental change on reality. No, that doesn't happen. You kind of, the only, the only fundamental quote unquote changes in reality that we see in, uh, in, in people is that they just tell us 
a, a reframing of reality. It's not saying anything different. It's not sh all, or it's not anything that that you know shook the ground, the the groundwork of of what is around us. It just they kind of reframed how we see it, and um, it's not it's not a explain how we. I feel like it's more like explain how like we've changed it. Like we've human as humans like convinced ourselves of these timelines and like all of this like I feel like Midnight Gospel makes me so frustrated because like I love it and I, I step away and I'm like oh like I get it like I get life I get death like nothing matters like I'm just gonna enjoy my life now but then it's like you snap back into reality and we've created this reality for ourselves that like it would be so awesome if everyone watches and was like fuck jobs like we don't need to do anything ever again everyone just goes and like lives the life that they want yeah. but we can't because we're society and we're like so ingrained in the society that like forces you to do these things so then it's like how how can you marry like those two different lives of like not caring and like but also like surviving like financially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's just weird like why like why why did we invent that why can't we just be like all species and just be like we're just gonna go walk in the jungle every day and just have so much fun and well play in the i mean we are like i said earlier we are beasts of burden we need something to fill our lives you think about there when you do nothing you feel like less right but less just crazy weight maybe it's just because like the situation yes. you just I brought up in and stuff, yeah there's such a crazy weight on being like a specific oh, like, person be like, like what you're a doctor and you're not gonna be making bank every year like yeah. like who are you like well, what are you doing yeah that's a it's whole like, society why that's just fucked up. That's, I hate that. <laughs> like, I can't really do what they want to be. Well, yeah, I think, like, I mean, <laughs> this is a this is a tough. I, one. I mean, why? I mean, why can't everyone be what they want to be without the judgment? I understand that, like, that, like, I don't want that to be perceived as as like something that I'm trying to say. I just mean like, like, why can't everyone just except that like some people you know just like aren't going to go down a certain way i don't know i don't you know. understand I, what think, I'm I, I do understand what you're saying because it kind of it comes it comes in different waves to me i mean you think about um I, like over the course of my life i've i've reframed the image of myself so many different times because i've wanted to fit into a certain sect of society to be this like this archetype of that I just I don't think I want to be or can be um I'm not saying I'm going to limit myself to a specific role in real in life but I think um we mold ourselves well first off we're super I mean we're hyper social beings social as fuck we depend on other people all the time we depend on other people for moving up in in um in stature we depend on other people for happiness we depend on other people for um for financial dependent like we can we depend on other people in so many ways that we and we're 
and like we're also encouraged to depend on other people it's yes. not just that we do like we naturally, but then it's also like don't forget like you have all these people around you like lean on these people like that yeah that's our that, but also it's like lead these people they also say lead these people you know take you know take um help these people or like um kind of depend on these people and let help let them drive you but also drive them you know help them uh thrive help them <clears throat> learn help them whatever it may be help them also so it's 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 not solely a dependence uh it's a solely one-sided relationship it's a codependent relationship we depend on other people they depend on us and we um we use but we also are used in so many different ways that it's it like going back to your uh point about this insignificance of having trying to be the specific you know of being a doctor being a lawyer being an actor being a, a professional athlete being these these specific very narrow um groupers types of people i think that's just part of that's part of being um in a society and you can't do much about that it takes a long time to really drive a society in a different direction and to make people think you know what it doesn't really matter if we keep progressing because that's when like when it comes down to it that's what it is it's it in in kind of with progression progression isn't a good thing it's like development people think oh these when you think of developing the first kind of um development when or when you think of development i mean is like there's in in specific people or in in humans um you know in the early stages of life going and and throughout their whole lives they develop they develop into a specific or into a a, a socialized and ideally a well-rounded person and a well-mannered person um but also there's the development of like countries you know there's like the the more well-developed countries that doesn't mean that they're good. That doesn't mean that they're doing well. That just means that they have a lot more going on and that they've done it in a certain way that makes it seem that they're far enough along where they seem like they can lead other people. I'm not saying that that's also a bad thing, but it doesn't, but development doesn't um, come with the, the moral judgment of humans. That doesn't come with the good and bad. It just is. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like, um, it's entropy is really what it is. It's this, as time, it's, it's the, the, I, th I don't know if this is the second law of physics or something, but there's with the time, with like, it's basically anything plus time equals it's entropy. And that is that if you give something time, it will lead to chaos. And I don't say that entropy, I don't narrow it down to just chaos, but I, I narrow it, I kind of broaden it in that, it's time passing enough and people doing enough things that it leads to a, a, like I say, a developed society, a developed person, a developed um, group. And so it's, it's really hard to just steer someone or steer. I mean, it's easy to steer someone, but it's very hard to steer society back to like, Hey, let's just walk in the woods, you know, fuck going to work. Let's just chill. No. And I mean, I think, but I don't think like society in general. I think it's just ours. I think it's just American society. Well, it could be American society, but I mean, look at Canadian society and European society. They kind of run on the same wavelength. And, the, and you look at um, parts of South America in the, same, in the same realm. And even parts in Asia are in the same, same way. Something, it's something that's so different 
between our country and I feel like other countries is we just see ourselves as the most developed. That well, I can't even get into the conversation. Well, right that, that conversation, even... that's a whole conversation with like, with the... That's the, a whole conversation about how much I fucking hate. The Trump, US? That's fine. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a different possible. That's fine. That yeah. Well, I mean, we could if you want, but I don't. No, <laughs> no. Much for that. That but... is too much anxiety. <laughs> I would rather rather think about death than Trump being reelected. Than being reelected. No. Yeah. That's I where I'm at. But um, wow, you threw me in a different. Well, right. <laughs> so, well, okay. Well, going back to Midnight Gospel, and the pretty colors. sorry, think the pretty colors. Oh, the pretty colors. Yes. Well, going back to Midnight Gospel, and I think the um, what some of the fundamental kind of uh, themes they they all come they all come from like a when you when I watch each episode, it's it's kind of hard to follow because there's so many things going on at once, but there's also, um, I don't know how to frame this. <laughs> there's so, um, it's so heavy. <laughs> Sorry. It's heavy, heavy. heavy. No, I said just heavy as like heavy as in what? Like, like so, you feel, I think, I think it's, because it's it um it gives me a you have a lens that which the way you see the world everyone you start with that and it grows or it 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 narrows or it just reframes over time because you start you kind of your your life changes in so many different ways over time but when i step into an episode of midnight gospel it is so different from any life-changing experience because it really, when you think of the long-term effect, it's not going to have a huge effect on my life. It has, it has a little, a, a, a mar- I mean, no, not marginal. It has a pretty solid effect on the way I think of certain things. But when I lead my life, sorry? It's like a philosophical effect on you. Yes, it's, total, it's 100% a philosophical effect. And when, um, and when, you, when you look at these themes, I mean, they are, they're pretty um taboo that's the word i wanted to use earlier it's taboo because because it's conversations that that people don't want to have i mean you don't want to be talking about death the first episode is about drugs with dr drew who by the way went to amherst freaking beast yeah yeah he's he's actually a i didn't know how like famous he was until i started asking more adults and they're like oh i know who that guy is and it was like oh, okay so he's kind of like just missed our our little our section of age group, but um, he did, I've actually listened to a bunch of episodes of, of Dr. Drew's podcast as well. And he is a very intelligent guy. He is super smart. He is very well-rounded and he's very empirical, which is like ideal when in his way of thinking, because he's, he's not just going to jump on a train of thought and then say, and run with it until it falls apart because they were kind of kind of going on a whim. This guy follows the like what makes sense, and he he when there's enough information on something, he's like, all right, I had an opinion, and now I'm willing to change it. He's he's very open minded as well, and um, 
listening to that discussion, and I've also listened to the podcast episodes with both Duncan Trussell and uh, Dr. Drew together. And they, when he, so Dr. Drew is pretty conservatively positioned on psychedelics because, uh, and, and I mean, and marijuana as well. And I think he, because like in, if you use something too much, anything, you will die. Or there's a, there's going to have negative effects on your life. There will have, something bad. it will, it will ref, it will, it will redirect your, your kind of life trajectory in a certain way that you wouldn't have wanted. And so obviously he, he knows that. And so he's aware. And when he kind of states this, like he, like, if you look at everyone that is, I, I can't remember exactly how he says it, but basically like, if you look at marijuana and the people who smoke marijuana, there's a lot of people that sit on the couch all day and just smoke. And then there's a lot of people who are totally productive. You know, they, they work, they have a working life and they, they have a, they have a family or they, they have good friends or whatever they have. They have a good, you know, trajectory and they still smoke weed. And so it doesn't have a, a, a an effect on their life and then it'll become dependent. So it's kind of one of those things that he, he says like, <clears throat> I'd ra and then he, well, then he kind of reframes it and he says, I'd rather them smoke weed than take benzodiazepines, opiates, and all these other more addictive and more depending um, of your, of your energy and time of the, these drugs that are uh, very, um, withdrawing i guess um and he sorry they're addicting i mean they well, they are addicting and it's like a withdrawing and they they pull you out of society and they pull you out of like you can functionally i mean you see it people exist in society high but you can't give someone you know um oxy uh oxycodone and just walk around and and you know go into an office building or go into go into any sort of social interaction and actually get something out of it because they're probably going to forget they're probably not going to be able to um you know put together a certain amount of words but in these but that's only one aspect of these 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 drugs and um and but going back to dr drew he he gives a better um perspective and also like kind of explanation for his positioning on on certain um drugs because he <clears throat> because he's looked at the science he's looked at he's looked at empirical evidence behind um certain the effects of these of these drugs and he's seen that there are there are effects there are negative effects as there's a you drink too much water you'll die you drown so that exists so there's too much of everything can happen but there's a certain constraint to these to these um to these drugs that there needs to be and, <clears throat> and not letting it become the dominating aspect of your life is important. And um, I don't know. I liked, I liked his, his, um, his episode a lot because he kind of allowed me as, I mean, as a 20 year old, you know, you, you go to college, you try stuff. And <laughs> when you try stuff, you think, Oh, this is sick. This is going to work. And you see other people that do certain things and they and those things seem to work as well but then you go into the real world and the real world doesn't really work the same way as college and actually not at all it's like an alternative reality when you go back into the real world out of college and he he allowed me to yeah and he allowed me to 
well, not really a lot. He opened the door to me, like engaging in this in a in a much more um, objective and realistic view of um, of you know psychedelics and and um, and marijuana and then other drugs as well. In that there's there's constraints and there has to be um, <clears throat> there has to be a certain goal. For example, with psychedelics, you have to have a uh, a mindset. You know, the, the big thing is like set and setting. You can't just go around, you know, drop a tab and then just walk into like New York City. That's a terrible idea. There's so many stories where that just goes wrong. But if you're given a a comfortable set of of mindset, that is, and you're you're kind of you're you're pre you're predisposed to these um this alternative state of consciousness, and you're also in a good setting where you're comfortable with the people that you are and you're in a comfortable area and you're in um, and you know that you're going to be here for a set period of time and you're okay with that. Then there's a huge drastic change in, uh, in life. And he, and he'll, and he accepts that. And, um, and seeing that with like versus Duncan Trussell, who um, is like an avid, uh, avid um, user, but not also like proponent of these things. It's, it kind of, it keeps, it keeps, um, keeps Duncan Trussell on like on ground on this like level ground. That is like you, you can't take too much of it or there's going to be bad effects. I don't know. I, I like that episode a lot. And I think, I think there's a lot more that I could, I thought I'd uh, learn or I thought, no, there's a lot more I learned than I thought I would learn um, from that episode. So that was yeah. my little spiel on <laughs> Dr. Drew, but um, going back to like the the kind of consciousness um, theme, in because uh, it kind of that's a big one if if you think about like the whole uh, the whole show. There's basically it's about like yeah. different ways. There's just different. It's different kind of frames, but also. Um, understandings and it, there's so much like it's a, the reference point is kind of consciousness and it's how to access different uh points of it and how to how to alter it in a, in your own way i mean meditation has proved that there is another kind of realm of self that you access when you just sit with yourself and you focus on your breathing and then you you stop worrying about these you know your dog barking or uh, you start worrying, you stop worrying about, you know, your, your, your homework or, you know, a relationship issue. And you kind of come to this, like, you don't obviously always come to a solution, but you come to a consensus that is like, it, 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 I don't, I don't have those specific words because it kind of comes to each person in a different way. But I'd say like happiness is kind of the goal in life. We want all to be happy. We want to achieve something and it, it, whatever it may be, it, 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 it will make us feel happy hopefully, ideally. And that, um, that can be achieved in different ways. And that's a super awesome and kind of also relieving thing because it's something that when we used to talk about, or when I used to think of like consciousness, I used to think of like hippies and tripping and that's it. And they'd talk about it. And then like, they'd kind of give you some some very vague, or not they, but like you'd hear these like very vague and open-ended, um, you know, understandings of them. But as they've become more and more 
mixed in with with a bit of like what is still grounding reality as in science really and we've mixed the two it it's become more like we've now mapped the brain on in an alternate alternate state of consciousness that's something that has never been seen before and it's and it's it's fascinating what it can do so kind of going back to consciousness and that that point is that it and then also going back to your first point about like, does it apply to us? It, that's a very difficult question because do, do other animals experience consciousness? Do they feel the fact that they are a self, they are a being present in this moment and experiencing the here and now, or are they just going through the motions of life, going through, you know, avoiding death at all times and eating and sleeping and pooping <laughs> there's not much going on outside of that and is it and so it, it's kind of a difficult difficult way to like understand and um process it i guess i don't know i kind of yeah. went on a rant there <laughs> i feel like <laughs> people are gonna be overwhelmed by this shit i feel like midnight gospel is overwhelming but at the same time like you know the meditation episode at the end Meditation episode is so. Is that the one where there's like it's all amazing. those like color orbs and they like and they like go into it and then like the very end it's like him on the cliff with the meditation man. I don't know if it's a. I know if it's the the, the last episode with his mom, and they. No, talk, I'm not. Talking, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about. I love that episode. Oh, the I'm meditation. The one, David Nick. The squiggly meditation. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. His name's David Nichstern. That's the. That's the. He's a. He's a big. Um, buddha or buddhist um kind of i guess like interpreter <laughs> and he's big into meditation stuff and so yeah. what were you gonna my say? favorite my favorite quote is from that episode which is that like this as soon as you accept where you are like everything's gonna like be fine and i love that quote from midnight gospel because i feel like so much of that show is about acceptance and just like the different ways you like we've been saying this whole time just the different ways you can accept things mm-hmm. And I feel like when I watch Midnight Gospel, sometimes I'm just like sensory overload and that in itself is overwhelming, but just like the concepts that are also being spoken about are overwhelming. So when I heard that, I just like, I said it to myself, honestly, like every single day. Yeah. Like I just where I am, especially right now during all this crazy shit. Like yeah. I can't change. Like I cannot change COVID. I cannot change mm-hmm. quarantine. Like as soon as you just accept where you are, just like such a sigh really for me like every time i say it i feel happier because it's just like yeah yeah it's true i don't know why i'm here i don't know like what my point of life is at all <laughs> like yeah. i don't understand any of this shit but like that i understand and like that is incredible. well it's the idea of like be here now it's the same thing it's that you, yeah. you know you there's no you can't change it it's just you can change how you perceive it and that is that you you're still going to be here when you wake up and that's like, um, in, in uh, kind of overlapping, <laughs> I keep going back to the episode I just watched, The Annihilation of Joy, and they go talk about how they, yeah. we tried to, oh, it's so good. They talk about how, sorry? Well, that's the best episode by far. I don't know I think it's my, the best. I think they're all very good. Maybe besides the mom one at the end. The mom one I think is one, is, I think the part, right, let me, let me just I'll go into 
something about um, what I wanted to say about both being here now and the, the um, mixture of those, that idea throughout, I mean, each episode, like the <clears throat> being here now is that it's taking away the inherent value of things. I keep saying those words, but it's, it's so true. It's that there's no, there's no, we, we want to take off this, these lens that we want to take off these glasses and think like, Oh, we're going to be back in the normal life, but this is normal life and normal life isn't normal. It's never normal. It's always changing. And there's always something happening. There's always another external problem coming at us. And that's being beasts of burden kind of all comes back into one. But what I wanted to say also with being here now, they talk about in another episode, I can't remember the name episode, but the, it was an episode, it was another one about death, but they're kind of on, it's, it's a wild episode. It kind of, um, it's the, it's the woman. Oh, she, she basically is death. Remember if she's a character and then like, yeah. he, Oh my yeah. God, that one's so scary. It's that one's fascinating because that's physical that death. They, that's the, that's the like monetization of death, right? Where she talks about like funeral homes and like, and like during the civil war, like, yeah, people, yeah. like they talk about it the bodies and like put them in the windows so people could see what their dead sons look like and then like well, that's, that's a monetization but yeah that's, but that's, that's, that's something i remember from that that's yeah. so wild i don't think it's just monetization i took what i took away from that no, was no, that's one thing i remember i honestly yeah, yeah. haven't okay 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would. yeah no that makes sense but yeah. what i what i personally took away from it was the um being with a physically dead person, which in in um, in much of um, of our culture and movies and all that, we see dead people as this disgusting, dirty, moldy, just meh, like mush thing. But when we when we actually think when they talk about that, it kind of made me realize like <laughs> you you're still there, you're still physically there, you're just. But it's, it's also being with a dead person. They talk about how being with a family member when they die, it's, it's letting them be with that person because when you are with that person when they die, you're not thinking about like, oh, fuck, they're dead. It's like, no, you're thinking about like everything that they did for you, did to you, did ex the way they existed, their mannerisms and everything. And so that kind of made me think about how like when – it made me really appreciate the fact that when someone dies, we're still like, when I think of someone who anyone actually in the world right now, I still think of the image of them, the effect they had on me, you know, what they've done, who they are and where they're from or whatever. And so they, that is the same thing as if they were to be dead, it's just now, Oh, now they're dead. Like that's it. The only difference is they're not here anymore at all. And that's, and that coping that um, becomes, it's not necessarily a coping because the way, um, I can't remember her name, but the way she describes it is rather the acceptance, but also it's the um, allowance for it to not, you know, control your emotions, your life. Like, obviously it's gonna, you're gonna be very sad and it's gonna have a negative effect for a, a short period of time but it should not drive the rest of your life. Someone, one person's death should not be the, the pivot point in, um, in, in whatever, in your life, in the trajectory of your life, because they're, they're not you, you are you, you're beat. You are here now going back to your, 
to the point earlier, being here now, that is so satisfying. That is so real because nothing will change that. Nothing can change being here now. Wherever you are, you can be on the move. You are in that, you are in your physical body here and now. And that is a reality that, that, um, that it sounds so metaphysical and like inacceptable, but it's so simple also. And it's so, and it's not a simplification of reality because it's, it is reality. You, it is here, the space and time now. And that is not, you can't go back in time. You can think about the back, back in time and you can think about the future, but in the end, what you're seeing and what you're feeling and what you're smelling and tasting, that is here and now. And, and that kind of seems to be a, an alternative um, but very important theme in, in Midnight Gospel that is like the, the presence of mind and accessing that presence of mind. Obviously saying being here and now is the, the kind of the superficial, or it's like the tip of the iceberg. Because holy shit, when you get into that stuff, when you get really deep into the ideas and the sensations that you really feel in the present moment, when you disconnect from all these external anxieties and, um, and things that may not even have happened yet and things that have happened already but cannot, cannot be the one thing defining moment in your life. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, a bearing of weight just flung off of you. Holy shit, it feels amazing. And I don't know. I don't know where to go with that, but it's awesome. <laughs> you can also forget that so quickly. Like, Absolutely. it's so nice to feel that, but it's like, how do you remind yourself of that and consistently remind yourself of that so that, like, you can be happy? I don't know. Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I feel like that's, like, why everyone struggles so much. Because, yeah, everyone knows that. Like, everyone knows that you're here right now and you're tasting this and you're smelling this and you're feeling this and you're doing all these things. But, like, it's just, like, you have to continue to remind yourself that constantly before you get swept up 30 seconds later in something else. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I feel like my mom just, like, moves so fast. Like, you think that and it feels great and then it's like well reality check yeah but it's like what and it's like what is the reality what like the reality? which I mean, reality like what reality do you choose to live in yeah i i would like to choose the reality in which it is an objective Every, right there yeah and it's that's it is what it is it's not so for example like my these clothes are dirty and that's it. It's not like, oh, now I got to think, I got to clean these. I got to wipe them off. I got to deal with this. I got to put them, I got to put them in the washing machine. I got to put all this stuff like that alone is a whole reality right there. And then it's like the, the, the um, kind of impression that I have to like, it's a burden right there. And so I think, like I said, <laughs> again, and I'll say it again, we're beasts of burden. We have these things that drive us, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's true. It's, we have these things that drive our lives and take up our time and require more, like rather than just our physical presence and being um, a part of whatever it is, we also have to put in our minds and our emotions into everything, into whatever it may be. And, and this burden, it's, 
when I say burden, I don't say like the negative, just this is a, a heavy bearing weight. It is, it is what everything that drives us in existence and holding, um, holding it as a weight rather than a, a cart, something that you can just bring along with you. And, it, and it's, it's carrying on. It doesn't hold you back. It doesn't keep you from continuing to progress as a person is kind of the idea behind, um, you know, Hinduism and, and Buddhism and meditation and all these other um, very, it's surreal, I guess. It's surreal, these surreal um, uh, ideologies because they, they, don't, they don't limit you to your emotions. They don't limit you to your um, predisposition or your dispositions, actually. They don't, persist, um, uh, they don't constrict you. And that's, it's like you say with, um, it's like, which reality do you want to live in? And that is, and that's your choice. You know, some people like enjoy the reality that is, I am a, for example, let's say there's like the two realities of, I am, for example, like my, um, I am an athlete. I am a a student. I am uh, a psychology major. And then, and then there's also like, I am Nico. I'm from uh, Chevy Chase. I am six foot four. I'm, I don't know how much I weigh now, but like, and I have brown hair and I'm, I'm this, and I'm wearing this shirt. Like that's me now. It's not, there's not these, these external and um, pretty much insignificant aspects of me. Um, They're obviously a part of me, but they're not something that's like, Ooh, he was a psychology manager. Fuck that guy. No. Side. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't drive you in, in like in your future that much. I mean, obviously there's a, there's a change in trajectory. Sorry. Like, like yes and no, because like, yes, and yes. no, because it's, it's yes, yes, it doesn't matter because like, like we're saying that's the reality it doesn't matter. But then it's known that like, that is like so central to who you are and is so important to so many people yeah. that like, you know, like employers, but I wouldn't and, like, say it doesn't matter. No, I'm not saying. Well, you just said that, <laughs> but I wouldn't say like there's an insignificance. It's rather that there's a non-essentialism. There's not this, this, um, in there's not this external weight on it. There's just it. It's whatever that that object or that idea or that image is, and you you can't you can't let it be a a bearing on you. That's kind of the idea behind these. Um, these ideologies and that I think that's that's a super healthy way of thinking because you're not letting it overbear you you're not let it be be the driving force like if I were to only focus on psychology ever I'd probably stop being friends with you just because I would become so driven so focused on one specific agenda and that sucks I I like being this pretty well-rounded person and I like learning a lot and I like understanding all these different things and Buddhism is, I mean, there's some to do with psychology because that's really kind of the, 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 the calming of the psyche in a person when they kind of um, fully become understanding with Buddhism, but it doesn't, it's not like it, they're not inner, they're not one relates to the other. They're just pretty connected in a way. So it's, it's going back to your point of like this, I mean, obviously you're, you're not saying that it's insignificant, but it's rather that there's no, 
like I was saying, there's no external weight. So. Right. Do right. you think, do you think that, um, we should have, I mean, or not, not necessarily that. Do you think that Hinduism and Buddhism, there could be aspects that are wrong. I mean, obviously there could be, but do you think of the, of the essential facets of, of like, for example, non-essentialism and kind of existences of suffering and um, this, no, I, this idea of like the progression of the soul and stuff like, do you, would you agree with most of that? You read Siddhartha, right? Sorry? You read Siddhartha? Have I read Siddhartha? Siddhartha, Siddhartha. Oh, Siddhartha? I haven't read it. No, 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 no. Oh, well, that's your next, I mean, you're on a rant. Oh, I'm going to read that. I don't know. Can you? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yes you have to but i thought you had i thought for some reason we had a conversation was that no. not you no not me that's fine it, i'll read it i'm, I'm actually okay. interested. whatever whatever you have to read it i'll send you an amazon link yeah, but yeah. i wish i knew more about this stuff buddhism and hinduism other than what i've well, learned if you, if you took a ton of art history classes it's the only thing i do like i've learned by proxy <laughs> so much about i mean I'm, I'm also in a class right now called the art of india and then my virgin mary class today which is about the virgin mary was mm-hmm. about the virgin mary represented in india today okay uh, and so yeah i'm like thinking a lot about this shit right That's now cool. and i watched kind of midnight gospel so it's like everything's culminating it's all going but, but like basics of it um no i mean like Buddhism especially. Like, I think that the you idea agree of... You do agree? No, I do agree. I do agree. You said if yes, anything yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. I would say no. Yes, 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 I yes, think yes. that, like... I mean, okay, but it's also me being, like, taking a 100-level art history class, having been to, like, Southeast Asia a few times. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, like you said, it's a tip of the iceberg on this stuff. So there's I not, I, I'm on the tip. Like, I know basic stuff. And no, I feel, like, so I, feel like, I feel like from what I know and like from art that I've seen, but also like studying religious art is so different than, than studying secular art because it's like, especially with Buddhism and Hindus, especially Hinduism, but like these sculptures and these temples and all this stuff, they're like manifestations of these gods. So it's like, so when I'm looking at that art, even if I'm not religious, like, I still, like, kind of believe in that, like, spirit. It's almost, like, to honor their culture and also to, like, fully understand how, like, how, like comprehend what I'm looking at. Like, you kind of have to accept that, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't that be belief? Would you call that belief? I believe in, like, the spirit of it. And but I also don't know if I also don't know if it's because I love to just like feel enamored with with art that I'm looking at. Well, isn't that isn't that spiritualism? No, I mean because I guess but but like it's specifically for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, spiritualism is a very relative thing. I mean, because there's a difference between religious person and a and a and a spiritual person. Uh, I know I've I mean I don't know personally, but I've just seen so many. Um, I've read so much about it and specifically with, and listened so much about this, this idea of like, it's kind of, of, of not subscribing to one kind of, 
uh, scope of, of, um, of spirituality, but rather kind of encompassing as much as a very broad, like you're saying, and, and it's, it's very open-ended that you're, you're, you believe in the, I, I can word, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like the idea of this person having a certain, um, a certain, what is the word? I don't know. A, I don't want to say wait, but sorry. No, no, continue. I said, can, never mind. Go, keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's that they have the, like a certain um, character, but also characteristic, but also existence. And that's like, you're, you don't even, you may not even know the story of the Virgin Mary, but like, for example, the, just cause using that, like Virgin Mary may be this, just the ideology or not the ideology. I mean the idea, but also the, the imagery of that, of the Virgin Mary is probably and, and depicted in India. Like that's, that's something very crossed over right there. We don't, we don't, when you said that, I was actually very surprised. I've never heard of that. And that's pretty cool. And that's, a, that's, a, that's another like interconnected, but also um, broad understanding of spirituality and that there's an idea of a Virgin Mary. It may not be the same one is because it's depicted with someone else. So they may have a different perspective and that's a broad perspective and that's still spirituality, but it's not religious. And I, yeah, I think but Yes, but like the Virgin Mary is still like very much more. <laughs> Alex is eating Twizzlers right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but like, but like, specifically with the Virgin, like the Virgin Mary in Christianity and Catholicism are like, there's one God. Like, yeah, the Virgin Mary is like a spiritual being within that religious sect. But like, there is one God. But like with Hinduism, you have like like hundreds of thousands, literally like hundreds Isn't of like polythe- thousands very polythe- of gods. Yes. Yes, like, so there are, like, three main gods. There's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and they all, like, Brahma's, like, the encompassing of, like, all of them. Shiva's the destroyer, and Vishnu's, like, the creator. But then underneath that, there's, like, family trees, and it, like, extends for, like, yeah. literally hundreds of thousands of different deities that, like, these small Indian villages that, like, you know, we're not, we're, there's like, no way we could ever be in connection with them. Yeah. Like, they, they, they pray to those people. So, like, I feel like why like when i was in india i went to one of these places we talked about today i went to like this portuguese like church that was in that's in india and like all the religious iconography there like india is especially such a melting pot of like so many different we talk about like trans it's being transcultural like there's oh yeah yeah i've heard that there's not like there's not like an elimination of previous like there are eliminations of like previous no, it's kind of threads being cut. But, no, it's like a culmination of everything. It's yeah, that's like cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still everything. keeping that thread. You could say that with a lot of places, but India is much, it's it's different. And that like Hinduism is like, for the most part, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Buddhism is very peaceful. Yeah. Islam is like, Islam is very peaceful. Also like all, all of these things, all these religions I don't know where I'm going with this right now, but yeah. Well, I, bottom kind of, I could add I'm, on something. Yeah. That is the go. transcultural, the transcultural, but also trans religious, I guess, like existence. And, and it's also very focused in India. Like you were saying that, well, first of all, that's sick. I love that. That is so cool. I think there's so many mixtures that the fact that there's a melting pot of different religions coming into a country like that and, it's all, I think it's like a billion over, it's like a billion and a half people in the country. 
that's a lot yeah. of fucking people. And that's a lot of different aspects of religion coming into play. And that the fact that it, it seems to flow very, very well. It seems that the country, obviously, like, I no, think but like specifically, specifically, the country right? itself is not specifically the, the, the religion, but I'm saying the religion itself well, is a... You said Hindu is the national religion of India. Hinduism is. I, I assume I, so, but I'm saying I don't think that... The current, well, the current regime is like very like anti-Muslim and like... Okay. It's like basically calling for like mass genocide. So like a part like that's bad. Well, that's, like, that's a manifestation. That's only a manifestation. That doesn't mean that's not the ideology that was actually created. Like that's not what yeah. Hinduism calls for. No, of course not. I know. I know. So that's saying, what I'm saying. You're about to make, I, about to make a broad statement about the country, and I was just going to preface yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, you can't, yes. Like you can't include the government and the country with that, but you can include like the the like people. Co- Yes, I, I, I don't like the the government like you're saying is and um, the 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 current regime in India doesn't speak for the actual existence of the religion. Obviously, it has a huge effect on society, and uh, it has a very profound um, drive. As I mean, you're saying about this this mass genocide of specific religions, and that's fucking awful. That's Yep. Well, I mean, they're not going to go away. It hasn't worked. They've tried that before. And in the millions, in the 40s, and that didn't go well. And so it's... It, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, like, I was thinking about this today also. Like, it's so crazy that, like, you think about South America, the United States, like, literally everywhere in the world besides like Asia, like people have come in and tried to dominate these, these areas with religion, Christianity specifically, Catholicism. In India, like that's one place like Hinduism and Buddhism and these, these religions like thrive. It's so crazy. Like they they don't dominate each other. Well, I mean, India was under control. I mean, it was under Britain's control for hundreds of years until there was the partition. Mm -hmm. Uh, and until, until they gain independence and stuff. But like, it's crazy to think that a country could come in and literally rule that place. And like they have with so many other places and they weren't able to like wipe out. Yeah. This, well, and this culture and this religion, like it's. Yeah. I think, I think that comes into, that comes into, uh, I don't know what comes into play there is, is the lack of susceptibility to change. And that's because when you've had thousands and thousands of years of the same religion, both or same couple religions, there Buddhism and Hinduism existing there, and then, but I'm just saying that like the the, it's like the ground was built on that, on those religions. It, it kind of existed as that, and it doesn't. It's different because when you look at you look at. Um, places where have been colonized and kind of had their cultures change. I mean, if you look at South, like you were saying, South America, those um, uh, Christian Christianity is a huge religion there. Obviously there's, there's still the original um, kind of uh, native religions in South America that exist. And we know about them and they're, they were very powerful and popular, but were dominated very quickly. And then they kind of implemented those people. It could not happen with with indian but uh, yes and no because like 
because, because these places the country, but that's where I separate the country again. You separate country and religion. And that's again, somehow it just comes back. Like, yes, but then like places in South America, also like the Incas and Aztecs and the Mayans, like all those different religions, like they dominated. And like they, they did, but not anymore. And, like, those places were no but that's what i'm saying these places were also built on those religions like same exact thing like I, i'm agreeing religion. with you i i said that and right. I, I think i think that um the difference maker is is just the 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 it's kind of different from talking about like transculturism i think it's just the fact that it's it's it existed for so long that it kind of it was easier for it to come back because you said hundreds of years, Buddhism and Hinduism have existed for, and Islam have existed for thousands of years. So there's, but the difference was there's a, <clears throat> I mean, look at the countries now, like it's still, it's been a couple thousand years that they've had domination of this, uh, of, or not, I guess a couple hundred years now. Think, oh, no, 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 actually, no, go back. I, I retract that statement. I just realized that that's just like, hold on a minute. No, it's not. So basically, it's just lasting change. I just think it's, I, I, I still keep saying the same thing. It's susceptibility to change. It just did. Like, it's, it doesn't, it's not like those, those religions in South America went away. They're still there. They're just not as popular. You just don't, when you think of a, a Christian, I mean, when you think of a South American person, the, the standard person, tends to be a christian person it's not it's not an, a a hot take that's just a very regular they may not be devout christians they have form of christianity they might have mixes but i they're not the same religion that has existed for thousands of years that's kind of what i'm trying to say so like, how, why i don't know because like <laughs> sorry that was just my question. Just like it wasn't even a question because you don't yeah, have the answer to that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Like it's just crazy. It's just crazy because yeah, by that logic, you're that saying all of these, all of these places should still be practicing the same religions and have yes. the exact same culture we did before. So what I'm saying is, it's crazy that for something like India, specifically Hinduism, like that. Even with the Brit, think about how many places the British government has changed. The United States being number one, like most relevant for us. If the British government has controlled like a lot of the world at certain points, and a lot of, the, I mean, a lot of the places they left a mark, but some places they haven't. Egypt, for one, they've had some, but like, like not really. There's still the culture now is very still Egyptian. It's not an English rule at all. Because that's another incredibly, that is the dawn of humanity is the Egyptian culture. So that's another thing right there. That's, it speaks to the susceptibility to change. You think about the Americas and where the people moved over time. The only way that, that a certain society, sorry? No, you, you continue. Well, you just, the, only, the only way a society was able to, uh, to get to the, to the Americas at, I mean, when the dawn of humans, again, I'm going back with like, these people got to the, the, uh, the Americas via the Bering Sea between Alaska and Russia. Like that was basically the only way and they just made their way down. So there was not, it, life started in Africa and that's all connected with Europe and Asia as well. And so I think that's why they've just existed, like I said, for that long. And, but I would say, to counter that, I, I wish it didn't because I think, I think South American religion specifically 
are also are not specific. I think they're really cool. And I, I, I think polytheistic, specific, even more broadly, polytheistic religions are, I think, much more fascinating because they're much more, uh, ex- I mean, I don't know. When you think of a, a monotheist. No, like a polytheistic religion, if you, when you really think about it, makes, makes way more sense than yeah, a monotheistic Yeah, because each thing is explained. A monotheistic, uh, you know, God, a, a religion, they, it's like God explains everything. He just is the answer to everything. And like, that's, that can't exist. That's fucked up. Like, I don't, like, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I'm not, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fucked up because it, it's so popular. So it clearly has a good, a profound effect as have these other religions, obviously in a different form. So like you can see a lot of um, people like yourself and me are either atheist or just kind of think monotheism, the culture, the current religion that kind of constitutes this country and in many countries near us is Christianity. And I don't follow it. And I don't think you follow it because you just said it's fucked up to have monotheistic religion, but I I just don't think it's, it's, (laughs) I don't think it's fair to just, hate on it because that's the that's how but, but then again then again like I also, okay you're right i'm i misspoke but then again also what the way that i think about christianity is like very like america specific and then i think about yeah. it as like as like being pro-life homophobic like racist like yeah, all I, I of this shit. that stuff i i got to third grade on that and then i've dipped <laughs> That, like that to me is like I mean I like that most. there are definitely there are definitely people that practice religion and like them in like the but then again there's not a correct way to do it but in like the kind way there's a there's a there's a, like, uh, a humanistic like, like it's fine that people devote themselves to like this one god but like to yeah. then justify political acts in that god that is what I mean is fun yes like yes that's also that. But that's also like an entirely separate conversation. That's another conversation itself because that's just a manifestation. Like I said earlier, it's not a, it's not the, the principles of the religion to be doing these acts. You know, they're not saying. It's a justification. Huh? A rationalization, I'd say. Or or justification. I know, but I I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, the they just that's i think it's, it's not, not a justification. A, it's a rationalization say, that's what i mean they say it's a justification yes but that again is a manifestation i don't think the book itself the principles that these were written on were considering the heinous acts that have occurred i think they probably didn't consider them because back then there weren't as many people so the and the shit you can pull now is insane because there's so much access to different things and the people you can kill and the amount of people you can kill now because there's so many damn people in this world but and and also there's other heinous acts obviously there's there's i don't want to actually list them off but there's other ones that don't constitute killing and those acts are also sometimes rationalized by certain religions but i don't think that's solely monotheism in in its, i mean there's half i don't know i i can't say that it's um no you're so right. i mean I'm like they're like but like why so Go, but then again, now that we kind of ex- justified the fact that there is an existence of monotheism, why hate on it? I mean, because okay, I'm not hating. 
right like i don't i don't like it's the thing that i hate is is like that right the manifestations yeah is like how it is perceived how it is not even perceived how like it is acted in certain parts of the united states people justify that and how people rationalize that and then how trump has like harnessed that yeah and like there are makes it like that sorry you're right that part of religion in the united states to me boils my blood beyond like no other i there there are christians and of course you're right, but I'm, but like, but I don't. Oh, there's so I, many. Everyone. I don't want. I don't want to speak to other countries. Like I know this one, and like I have seen that. So then it's like, okay, I can speak to my experience with that, and like maybe it's probably pretty skewed because of like the way that I grew up and my social media and at the social dilemma, literally like my feed, like all of this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But like, but for me, that. I associate Christianity with that. And then my mind goes, you're going to like, I feel like I'm sounding like a horrible person right now. No, no, no. I actually don't disagree entirely because I'm not not hating on monotheistic religions around the world. No, no, no. no. I think you're hating on the manifestation of, of Christianity via these horrible acts, but it's, that's that's what it is. And like, and also, that goes for every religion. I mean, like... Yes, yes. Like, also, it can't just be Christianity. I mean, there have been heinous acts occurred by numerous religions in other ways. Just, But they say for the sake of the religion. That's what happens when you have a fuck ton of people in a country, in, in a world. It, it's the, the ease. It's You think about how easy it is to kill someone. Just in the, the fucking horrible ways you could do it. I'm not saying I want to. I don't think about it. I mean... The I've FBI's... Been, Oh, but your door tomorrow. Yeah, they're gonna fucking wreck me in Wyoming. That's no way. They're never gonna get here. <laughs> but the, it, like, it's not even. It's not even that they. Um, the fact that there has been so many different negative ne- manifestations of certain religions in countries, yeah, blo- boils my blood. Because like, fuck off. No one, no one needs that. But the fact yeah. that there was also incredibly peaceful and incredibly humanistic and incredibly um, interconnected, I guess, interconnected in, in specific ways, but um, that kind of consciousness understanding rather than than a establishment of good and evil and how if the people don't subscribe to that, then they're just evil. It's like, no, they're just not that. And that's not a problem. You don't have to kill them over it. But that's kind of, I mean, there's never, there's never a conversation about that. I guess not that there could be, <laughs> I'm not saying there isn't, but I think there, there it's a less focused conversation in, in more peaceful religions like Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, I don't know the specific names, but like Aztec culture, I mean, they have like sacrifices, but like it was, as I've, as I've learned more about their use of psychedelics and how their use has been existed also in Buddhism, Hinduism. Ayahuasca. <laughs> yes. Well, ayahuasca in Mexico. And I don't remember the names in, uh, well, ayahuasca in Peru, like or, the Incas. They also have in the Mexico and in the U S now it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Really. Actually. I don't want to just specify that. Well, well, now, well, now it's, yeah, I know now it's everywhere, but it's like existed in Mexico as well. And it kind of made its way up. Um, and, that the use of that but i don't remember i can't remember the names on the top of my head in, in asia as well but like i think it was 
Well, there was marijuana, definitely, but that's not its own. That's a that's a opium. Not really a psychedelic. There's opium, but there's also other like more naturalized drug use. When I say drug use, I say like these the ritualistic sense, and that they're using it for this uh, journey rather than just getting fucked. <laughs> like when we think of a lot of the drugs now, we just try and escape reality. These aren't escapes. These are mental manifestations of and in an alternative consciousness and that's that's these religions that have have buddhism hinduism and also in the south americas and that's fuck in south american countries that's fucking sick <laughs> the fact that there's a correlation too i think that speaks also like the lack of violence we hear about in these countries and when you hear i mean there's i think there's like they're like those religions like you are supposed to understand the world like that is the goal to reach nirvana to understand everything yeah and it's it's, and it's like, more like the christian church was based on like pay money and then you're gonna get to heaven like that's like that like that's not never it. That's not it. i would not generalize that i mean you still no, have to was, like, based on that. No, no, no there's there's obviously a money is a big part of it but it's not the only thing i wouldn't generalize that thing obviously like as having been someone who used to be like very in the in the catholic schools and stuff you hear about it it's like no it's obviously committing your life to this it's just cultish but it's not because cult requires a a a fake a a human figure to be an idiot and convince you of things that are actually heinous and get you to do things that are heinous christianity is like the the manifestations are just that it's not the 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 writing and stuff yeah, but I guess in the middle of they literally were like, you will not go to heaven if you aren't doing these things. Like you, like if you're not paying, like there's like, you're not going to be. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to try and justify. All right. The specific. I, I, and now I feel like I'm like a horrible person. That, that, no, no, no. It's that, not a horrible thing. You have an opinion. You're not a bad thing. <laughs> that doesn't make you an evil person. Those religions, those religions upset me more because of the damage that they've done to the world. Yeah, Period. yeah. When I when you think of the manifestations, they've been fucking heinous. Like, come on. I mean, any, any religion, that, any religion that bases itself on conquering other people and converting them for like no reason other than like pride, like and like gaining more money so you can build fancier churches in France, like that. That's not to the me, writing that fucking. That's not like the. Right, fine. You're right. It is the manifestations, the writings of them, the Bible. No, 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 everything. no. I'm not saying manifestations, but the fact that it's continued on the same route for so long, and that's how it's turned out. It's been a trend. I mean, you're naming a trend. I wouldn't say you're naming an entire basis of a of a. But it's not. Thing. But it's not just like a trend. It's been like a trend for like a thousand years. Yeah, because it's because the trends can last for years. But I wouldn't say. Th- I mean, the concept of money for a lot for such a long time and there wasn't like you, then it was just giving their time they would yeah, but build these like churches who, but also like who the fuck wrote the bible and was like you like the only way that you're going to be pure is if you're a virgin for women i don't know if it says that i i don't have a, I, if it's true if that does say that that's fucked that is fucked <laughs> they shouldn't. i mean she's the virgin mary of yes course, like she's the, she's the purest most like sought after female figure and so much of that is because of her virginity but like that yeah. that yeah. is ingrained 
in, in the see, Bible. Yeah, see that, the fact that, like, like the more... I disagree with that. Like, I don't agree with that religion. I don't agree with that. Like, yeah. that's crazy. The fact that, like, I mean... I think, damn, I, I've never really thought about it in that, because obviously I've not read the Bible and I don't, I haven't done, I've like had classes where we've learned like specifically about the, the specific um, ideologies throughout it, but like not down to, you know, word by word. Yeah, so I don't remember a lot of it, but I also don't subscribe to it. So I don't care. But even like the, the fact that I'm not like you, you, you kind of established, like I'm saying that I don't like the manifestations and um, but also the writing doesn't speak to that. That being said, the fact, like I'm saying about this trend, the fact that there is a continual um, kind of adherence that we've come to accept is, is not the way to totally go. There's things we've gone against the Bible that have existed in this culture. Um, obviously they've taken a lot of effort and it's been kind of annoying because in the end of the day, like fuck off about gay marriage. Like why? <laughs> no one cares. That's how I thought about it in the, uh, in the end. Like it's not that let them, let them be human. Like no one should be stopping you, but that's grounded in religion, but that shit that is written in the Bible. Like Eve was a sinner and she was put on earth to give Adam children. Like, yeah, like that's life. the fact that there's a that's, like, and then it's written that there should be a union between a man and a woman. Like, that's like, I I don't agree with that. And like, even when you're looking like beautiful Renaissance art or like medieval art that is in these beautiful churches and is golden and like so gorgeous, all of that gold is stolen <laughs> from these other countries and these other religions and these paintings were made to make you, you know, they not like Hindus and Buddhism where it's like these things are manifestations of these gods. These are the gods yeah. in front of you. You were literally looking at these gods. These paintings were made to be like, you better fucking pay and you better fucking feel sad about your life because you're a horrible sinner and you got to get to the top. I don't, I don't actually agree with that last part there because I don't think that's again a, there are so many, I've seen hundreds of like, of just of of interpretations of like just random short clips or something. I don't know how I I don't even can't, like I don't follow stuff like that, but I'll see a lot on social media like little clips of priests giving sponsored stuff like priests giving talks. I don't I don't know why it's coming up, but when they do, I kind of like listen to a part of it. And I'm like, oh, it's not that you're. Um, you know, it's not that they're seeing it in a negative, no, it's actually not that they're not seeing it in a negative light. They're seeing a, a possibility for salvation and this whole idea of, of, um, being, I mean, obviously you're, you, you have the eternal sin, you have the, whatever the, the, uh, the fucking sin, original sin, but also like we're, we're sinful people, but that also there's like, they say salvation. It's kind of, it's just a, when I think about it now, it's the, the idea of it's still leading up to death. You're still building your way up. Because think about salvation is dying. Going, the idea is going to happen. I don't see modern day Christianity as that. I see it as these people under the spell of a horrible institution. I, yeah, I, I can't disagree because it's like there, like that's there what have I been a lot of, there are a lot of, there's a lot so these, to be said. Like, 
but these people believe in salvation. Yes, hundred percent. These people, these preachers, and these priests that you're seeing, they believe in salvation and they believe in these things. But the institution that they're believing in yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't founded on like belief in like maybe it originally was. I think the founding like, is the founding is. I think right, what I'm time trending shifted so much. Yes, that's but it's a it's a it's a shift. Okay, it's it's not a like institutionalized. That's like saying racism is like a trend. It is like, a trend because it it will go away because it won't be a but thing. Like, you know that. It's in, Sorry? But, but it but but it doesn't become a trend anymore when it's institutionalized and ingrained in everything that you do. Okay, it's a it's I don't even I can't. Okay, trend is not the word because it has to have started and and, and been able to end, but it's it's like that's what it is because it's an ideology it can be an institution it can be put, built into an institution but as we've seen it's not the driving force of culture it's a a force of culture but it's not the well, driving they, force well, of culture they don't and, even know that it's the force because they've just allowed themselves to subscribe to this narrative i don't think so i don't think that's just i don't think people who are there are a lot of people by the way there are a ton of people who just subscribe to whatever and it's existed today talking about with postmodernism, so many people don't actually know what the fuck that is and you see me so many uh theories coming out of that and there's just following them because it sounds right because they're good people and they actually have these these like a perception of the world but they actually don't know. That's a lot of it. They just don't know what they're actually subscribed to in the end. Some people are, and there are malevolent people in the world. There are malevolent people in the world. But, but that's not, I, you can't say that that's just a purely evil. Like, why is, that, why is that bad? It's worked is really what it's done. It's fucking worked. I'm not saying it's good. Church was like, that was, that was. That's another concept of development right there. Like you're basically mad that people preyed on, they preyed on poor people yes. and indigenous and people still do but it's and not people and like like that like and people still follow how the fuck i don't know and you know what because honestly because they had to, because when your family and, and like when your family's about to be persecuted by this and is about to be like literally slaughtered unless you subscribe to this like of course you're gonna fucking subscribe to that yes like i, yeah, I don't like, think that's then, i don't like, think yeah. that's it though those were only people like that was only certain people that had to go through that experience granted but then it builds off of that so when that is like it's not the, the driving force but that's like basically christianity and catholicism <sighs> founding throughout the entire world was the idea of like we're gonna come and conquer you and you're gonna fucking believe this because we are forced how is it how is it still lasting you think it's purely on the fumes of dumb people i think we're on the fumes they put it they like put it on these poor people so that like they are constantly i don't think you can't just say it's poor people and then that's it like there are positions of power you said it's an institutional thing so there it it was positions of power and people that are in power but yeah and it was and but they're not just like, cows in a movement. Yeah, okay, but uh, also like pope, popes used to like rule lands. Like, I mean, like, were did priests and other religions rule everything? Like, I, I no, because they they weren't because it's it's not a. I think monotheism is a huge portion. Like, there's figureheads, there's singular figureheads for everything. 
yeah, but they were combined into one. It was well, it's the, it's just state, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, but a leader I, with a like belief. You we've, were a leader who led the church and a country, and so you're trying to run two things at the same time. Of course, not you're the same thing though. Make profit off of each other, but they're you're gonna make the them profit off of each other. Yeah, but well, not anymore. I don't think it's anymore. Sorry, I mean, it's not. Or it's not anymore. But legally, legally, the separation of state. Sorry. Well, because it was founded on that. What I'm saying. I don't think it was solely founded. Like the United States were not founded on Christianity itself. They were not like everything is going by the Bible. We had a lot of people who have followed the Bible, and we had strict followers of that Bible, but we didn't have. Everything was like we just wrote the Bible on the on the declar or on the on the Constitution. Like they just, I can't they hear you. But like they justified the slaughtering of Native Americans through this like conquest of the West through God. Yeah, but that's also like they used God in that process, and that's what religions can do. They can get you to rationalize a lot of things, like we talked about earlier with death. They can rationalize just death, but this is now rationalizing another act, another. Um, and this is an act that is heinous. I mean, killing is heinous. Yeah, rationalizing death is not even comparable to rationalizing that. It's not comparable. I'm saying it's not. I'm saying it's, it's still rationalization. Remember I said in the beginning, and when you think about everything ever, you even do, you, everything we do, we rationalize. Even if we may not agree to our moral beliefs, and it's like, you still do it. We, I still go on my phone, and I hate that I go on my phone but I, I rationalize why I do it in my head while I'm doing it. And th that's only one thing right there. I can speak to so many other acts that people do in existence that are just rationalized. I mean, you think about 9-11, um, that was a rational, people came out and rationalized that. They said, this is why it happened. That's like the fact that you, I mean, the, my only thing, my only disagreement with you is that you are firing at one religion when, and you do are probably, and like me, are more well-rounded in, in Christianity than any other, and specifically Catholicism. Sure, I, said I said that. But you can't just dig because it just gets worse and worse for other religions right. as well. Like, I think, right. I, I, I think it can't. And There's a particular in India and like Hindu slaughtered they, and Hindus and, and Muslim people slaughtered each other. Like, yes, of course, it's yeah. not just Christianity that has grounded its horribleness or like rationalized its horribleness in religion. Mm -hmm. But from the place that I am in right now with this election coming up and all of these things, <laughs> like places that I've traveled to the most yeah. and places that I've learned about the most because we were taught these things in school, like not even consciously but like we were just taught these things well, yeah but you can unlearn things that, that is why uh, and maybe it's like i have this mysticism or like this like i'm like naive and when i think about hinduism and buddhism and that and like we both are and we think of it as these like religions that are like so awesome only purely awesome. good purely good right right because like that's not true like no there is negative true. manifestations of everything there have been genocides in every religion and they've all been manifest. Yes. Three words that are being thrown around a lot have been rationalized <laughs> in their religion. You're right. Yes. I'm targeting this because like <laughs> where we are right I, now, because where yeah. we are right now, like I've been thinking about that specifically a lot 
So and I then look- you think about it again. But then you think about it again and like happened to most of our world because of those. Like Africa, all of the Americas and parts of Asia and Australia and Antarctica. There's also Islam is fucking up uh South Africa. So like yes, not, also- there are manifestations of Islam. Islam is not fucking up. Islam is not <laughs> fucking up a, a, a place. It is manifesting in a way that is negative, and that's different. I mean, every, every religion has. I mean, like they have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Government that's right not. Now. So yeah. I have a I have a question on I'm, why it makes you. Sorry, I missed all of that. What did you say? Just go. What I was gonna say was a question on, or I was gonna ask actually a question on. Um, I guess why I'm asking your feelings, like why make it have or make it um, boil your blood as uh, as much as it does. I don't even know how to frame this question. It's basically like, well, no, it's really it bothers you that we were learned something. We learned something that was through um, um, a specific scope that was this uh, Christianity. And we were taught a certain ideology. Do you think ideologies can be unlearned though? Like that's, I, I get it bothers you. It should bother you. But do you think like it's the only thing that like, it's yes, hard. Of course. It's, My it's dad. Like you, you're kind of like convinced we can't get out of it. It's like when you're saying institutionalized and the fact that there's, it seems like an unbreakable system of just killing and making you, commit everything to it and then for and then not giving you an alternative that's not i mean obviously that's not totally sorry i just feel like because i don't see that much positivity associated with it because it's really hard to overlook millions of people and thousands of cultures being completely destroyed and like literally dismantled like literally melted like they would come and take these precious metals from these people that had religious significance to them and would melt them and make them frames <laughs> and like church like yes okay. there are many places that have done yes. that before but at the same time like they literally like you cannot deny that christianity and catholicism are the dominant religions and they got there because of this voyeurist bullshit that they, I mean, like Columbus day, Columbus went to Fernand and Isabel in Seville and was like, please let, like, please let me go to America to, for God. So we can, so we can give more to God and, and show our appreciation to God and do this for God because he's going to love us more when we go and, and find these lands. And then they get there and they kill every single person and completely destroy everything that these people for thousands of years had built up yeah i mean yeah it's fucked when you think about it when anyone does that like people have always been conquering each other but this was like mass planned i think it was uh, our modern age affect us the most like yeah the greeks and romans did this they went and conquered everyone and they slaughtered everyone they had gladiators fight each other for fun so people could watch that like yeah death they loved it (laughs) like it's like for us now, it has affected us the most. And I feel like it's really easy. So. I, I mean, it just, well, I mean, we live in America. First off, I don't, I think in the United States, there's so many different religions in the United States that just have existed and manifested from other minimal. 
how, but how was the United States created? Yes, the United States was created on a certain religion that happened to manifest in a way that really like, loved and promoted conquer, or colonization. It was the idea of spreading. It was the idea of, of continuing the legacy. So yes, it's fucked. And it's a damn shame that it had to be Christianity. And it doesn't, but I think for- But why wasn't that? But, why, but then you think- Why, why wasn't that? Well, meant- because they were that committed to it. I think because they had- because they had already been doing this for hundreds of years. To That's what is commitment, though. You have to I, keep doing it. You can't just, like, nah. You can't yeah, just possibly like, do this. This implies that it worked. They, have you ever seen The Mission? No. Okay, no, well, wait. Is that, is that Netflix? No, it's like a very old movie. It's one like every it's Academy Award ever. No, I mean, uh, it's literally about else. how it's exactly about this. They go to South America. These... Yes, but I, and they, I think, and they, those monks themselves believe in God. I, I agree with you. Also, on this narrative of we, I've like, I mean, it's crazy. They've never met. They don't know each other, and these these people were able to convince themselves. And, I mean, I I can't like whatever, but it, it's just like it's. I, I've been saying the same thing. I've been saying the same thing this entire time. Yes, it's, yes, it's like, but I just don't. It's not, it's not driven. I don't see it being driven in the same way that other religions are driven. Yeah, they're yeah. not because they have different ideologies. That's like, true, and different manifestations of those ideologies. And it just happens that the mixture of the two, for whatever fucking reason, it's it's built on itself in a certain way that is vo- kind of void in a direction. And that's nothing you can do about it. I mean, there is, you cannot support it, which is what I'm doing. And I think what I, what I disagree about is that your, 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 I guess your boiled blood is driven on the fact that it is so ingrained when honestly you think of a lot of our day-to-day lives are not driven by many people's day-to-day lives are not driven by the thought of, of what is, is what you're, what you're really what you're arguing, which is this ideology, like so many people we know nowadays, the ideology, the, the, the main culture that is going on today is just not as dominantly pro, pro a Christianity. Yeah, we think that. We have we, grown up. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of what you've just said when you've told me ideologies of, of church. I, I actually agree with what you're saying. Like I, I, I'm on the same side as you here. But I don't I think I can be just that ingrained. Like, it, it's not something, it's not implicit. Implicit spirituality and religious, religious following is not a thing. You can't implicitly just go on something. That's, you know how much of this country believes in, in the Christian God that America has created? Don't interrupt me this time. Like, you well, when we say these things because, like, we, you, I grew up in Los Angeles. You grew up in DC. We grew up in incredibly privileged areas where we didn't have to believe in a God because our lives were so bad. Like, it's just true. We didn't. You and I didn't. A lot of the privileged world. places are very religious. Yes. But at the same That's time, you're, but you're saying that there's this, and I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what? Like, there's so many people around me that don't believe in God and they don't do this. And then I thought it's because we are in these we went to 
really good high schools. We go to a really good college now. We are able to have these conversations and these thought experiments that other people can't. And you can't even say that like America isn't founded on Christianity. I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Trump is putting someone in, in the Supreme Court right now that yeah. wants to turn Roe v. Wade because she believes in God. Yes, because of yes. God. That's a person, though. And then, no, but because she's in the Supreme Court and she's the fifth justice that puts the Republicans over the edge, that like then becomes part of our government. Yeah, but I, I don't think government then, is, the, is the only driver. I mean, think of so much of culture is driven on counter-government. It's so much on stuff that we disagree on that we, that we then changed. That's a culture. So I don't think it can, we've learned so much about ourselves by this new way of thinking that is, we don't have to follow one set of rules when we have a more, we change our morality. The country has changed so many different times in so many different ways. It's fascinating. And that's props to the US. But the fact that they're still existing, is existing, um, uh, uh, I can't I keep thinking of manifestations, but manifestations of these, um, of these super negative, I mean, not negative solely because there's obviously positive perspective on this and I don't, I can't, you know, vouch for it cause I don't know, but there, there is, it's not a purely negative, negative, um, uh, uh, connotating religion, but the fact that there is, I totally, and I think the fact that, and I'm going to say trend because it's a trend that has lasted it's the fact that it's continuous. It's a, it's, a, it's a shift that was taken on early in this religion, and then they kept going, and they ran with it, and it's still going, I think. I mean, it, it's still going in some facets, but it's weaning off. I would say if, if anything I've learned from, from the newest, it's, it has to be weaning off because culturally, postmodernism, think about postmodernism. Postmodernism is the deconstructing of- Where do you think we are right now in the United States? Genuinely, Sorry? where do you think we are right now culturally in the United States? Because I feel I like we we're in, a culture, in an incredible shifting culture. We're an incredible cult, shifting culture because we have we are um, looking back on our history, like we've been doing right now with religion. That's only one thing, but with with um, regards to race, with regards to really identity. So, if I'm going to generalize that concept, it's really identity. So, where you're from, where your parents are from, what skin color you are, um, languages you speak, um, uh, gender, uh, what is the terminology you can say, sexual orientation, those, those different things of identity. We are now in a huge shift towards that. We are focused a lot more on, on, um, kind of uh, the idea of equalization of those and the equal um, human right to be those type of people, which is considered liberal thought. But we're now kind of pushing that agenda to a point where you have to, for example, me, a white cisgender, I mean, I am Latino, but like you can't, if you were to look at me, white, cis, tall, uh, uh, relatively affluent male male like holy i should not have i shouldn't be listened to no one you should never have actually had a conversation with me because i am so fucking privileged but i don't think that, sorry 
that's what I'm explaining to you right now. But I don't think, but I still don't think that there's so much, there's so many, so first off, there's so much variability of thought. That is what the United States has done. Freedom has caused this, when I say inequality is in, there's not one same continuing thought. There's a lot, but a lot of it was dominated and I think it's changing. That's what I believe. Yes, okay. I'm on the same way of thinking you. I want it to be changing. That's why I'm voting. I'm trying to change. I think it's changing. Yes, but then at the same time, you think about it. How, like, the only, I think the only other religion that's been represented in as a president that's not Christianity is Catholicism, and that was JFK. Isn't that Christianity? But it's like, it's like, it's different. It's a different sect, but then at the same time, like, he's the only one that's like, been Catholic uh, it's just like okay like like are and, and even then even if there are different sects that have been represented it's all Christianity there has not been yeah, one other president. we've had one black president and he was still a guy that's like, a changing point he's only been gone for but four then, years but then Trump was put in place and he's telling proud boys to stand by and stand back yes this like, fucking guy have, first off no before I get in, before we get into Trump, I am so against that fucking idiot. The shit he said, like that Proud Boy shit, he is such an idiot. Yes, I know. He is also an incredibly manipulating, persuading person that has managed to to towards something. So that's another change. So that's I don't know. I still think we're in changing times. That's just my like. I don't think I can't see that that uh. This, this, like, I, I can't think Can of I just it. Say this? Can I just say this? Yes. Of course. I think that you are an incredibly open-minded person. And that's why we can have these conversations. And I agree with that. But at the same time, I do think that it is slightly closed-minded to ignore that most of this country and its beliefs are founded on institutions. foundations. You keep talking about it's like the, the, the government. It changes. It's Ego, changed. but it's, okay. But listen, but it's not the Why core. Why is that a bad thing? Why is that no, something that we need it's to? Not the, it's to not the core. Because because for you and me, our government isn't the core. Because we've been given these lives that we honestly like. That doesn't. That shit doesn't really affect us. Like it doesn't. But for a lot of people, it does. That, the government does affect their lives and they are also under the same spell that the government is under and that the politicians are under and that they've allowed to That's be under. That's a super broad generalization. Think about the, so, the- What about people you work on the ranch with? Sorry? Like the people that you, like it just, it's like people you work on the ranch with. People yeah. that like generally our lives don't interfere with because we live in these cities on these coasts with incredible educations and are surrounded by incredibly educated people that have money and have the resources to be able to ignore those realities. But the thing when is, the reality is that you, you go to these poor disenfranchised places almost every single time once someone is talking about God and someone is talking about how Jesus will save them out of this time. That's, and that's then, true. And then, what do you mean it, it could be true? It could be true. It's not the only one. It's not, you're, you're saying right. something that is so generalized and broad that I can't disagree because it's probably true. 
but no, not, you can't but, say yeah, the same thing that that these these super high class people are also not religious at all like they're just so disconnected obviously there is a disconnection because of a certain route we're all we'll but there's still incredible like, religion throughout so it's it just i'm just bothered right, by that also it's like government seems like the only change go on go on i i don't I'm just curious what you have to say. Because it's I'm so confused as to how development has not existed to you. How the fact that we've we've I mean obviously like we also like I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Development has happened, but I am still a woman who could not get a job because I'm a woman. And like I cannot be seen or like Yes, there are possibilities of that. Right now, like, like you are coming from a privileged white male perspective. I fucking hate to say that when I'm talking to people like this, but like, it's true. That's pro yes, I'm not gonna, I don't need like, to refute that. Like, that doesn't take away my perspective though. That doesn't say I've limited, I, you don't know my, like, like what we've really depended on our lived experiences. My lived experiences, you, I, for all you know, I've experienced something that's totally different from entire, an entirely just affluent society, hanging out with whoever it is and seeing, diff, having friends that aren't only right. my friends. Not, so that's not, I'm not it's, 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 you're making these broad statements, these blanket statements on things that are not, you, I can't disagree with you. Like They're most of what you said, I disagree, I, I agree with, but I can't also just, um, I can't say that like, it's that there hasn't been enough of a, of a variation or no, there, there has, I can't say that there hasn't been enough variation in thought. So there hasn't, there hasn't been this, this, um, progression like there's a trend away there's from a slight progression but the fact that hillary clinton and, had and now, like, the glass ceiling that's bullshit why is it that not been something that's been happening from the very beginning because these white males that believe in god are saying like it doesn't matter like we're there's just gonna write yeah we're gonna be stopped because of that yes that is like that's fucked <laughs> i agree I, I i don't think it's funny i just think it's true Slavery basically still happens in prisons. Like disenfranchised communities, like are subjected to these things because these British people came in. No, with this okay. Of okay, okay, okay. Let me stop you there. I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think so I don't understand what you disagree with. Then what I disagree with is that it's. Oh, fuck. There's nothing I thought. There's with. something I disagreed with, and it was it was it was I, I was interested. I was interested in the the just like the route that that could take, but I totally forgot about it. And it was, mm, it's something I can't remember. Oh my god, it was pretty interesting, and I thought you'd like it, but I don't remember. It's um, I don't know. It well in in closing on this on this topic, and if yeah, well because I. I have to go make dinner too. Yeah, exactly. So on the, in closing, I think, I mean, basically, I think the inequalities that freedom has, 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 when I say freedom, like freedom of speech and thought has allowed for is people to take advantage of that and elevate in a certain system that has made them not, I mean, more enfranchised, more affluent, more, 
um, highly statured. And that has also caused a lot of people to be to to lose in that sense and kind of fall on the other end of that dichotomy. But and I think that's a fucking shame. I think that sucks. I wish everyone was able to have um, an awesome experience in life and experience wonderful things and be incredibly happy, regardless of their stature in society or their wealth or their health. Like they're still going to live beautiful lives regardless. But the fact that there are people who are not and are hating their lives right now, it sucks. And I fucking, I wish that I knew the, the simple answer because there is no simple answer. It's a series of progressive changes that I think were in the process of getting that ball rolling. But I don't think now that you, you've kind of re reminded me that there's still a lot of problems. There's still a lot of changes to be made and there's still, but I can't singularly blame Christianity. I can blame the manifestations of it and I can blame on, on a. I'm just saying for America. Existed, but. I'm just saying for America. Yes. yes there are America, a lot of and, and in the rest of the world as well, there's a lot of changes needed to be made, but in, in the end, um, these with the quality that has been created out of this negative um, quality at the same time, it is, it's pretty cool to see sometimes in the U.S. That's It's great that everyone is realizing these things and it's so amazing, blah, blah, blah. So there's the action need to be making. At the, at the same time, something that I think is so important and reminding or if no one is listening at this point, fine. Something that's so important and like reminding ourselves when we're trying to improve upon these things within our nation is of our past. Because if it's, if you, yeah. if you, the more and more you're like, yeah, things are getting better and it's getting fine. The more you live in this like, like utopia of like, oh, things are changing and things are great. But if you're not having yeah, these conversations on understanding like the foundations of these things and like you, there's really not that much to improve. So now that we've had this conversation, it's like there are a lot more ways that you contextualize these improvements and then you really understand why they need to be improved. Yes. That's why there are so many people that vote for Trump who don't, who don't understand, like there's a lot of things logically that they aren't, they just don't justify whole, yes. because like they don't want to go down that road because they know that the justifications end up leading to the other way. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. So like, that, yeah. That, that speaks to polarization and the persuasiveness of Trump reason, in his, in his applying to certain people. But I don't think, um, no, I actually agree. No, no, no. I, I wasn't going to say anything on that. I, I totally agree with you. And I think those changes need to be made and, I hope I hope there's more change that is in the positive because there's also very possibility that shit could go bad. That's number there's always a chance and we the over way to do it is to vote. The number one yes, way that we absolutely right and I support going ahead and vote because that's your civic duty, as we say, and that's your thing. You gotta do it. Um yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. We need to do another one of these. I'm like thoroughly invested in this. Yes, so. I'm very interested. I got to read up some so we can, we can get more into these conversations because I, I have a basic understanding. Like when I sit on these positions of like 
reason basically logic and like relative truth but there's a little like obviously it's not entirely on on the spot because it's it's what i've kind of come together and make like logical um it's i like having these um conversations where i'm i can learn more and more and more and and then i can learn more outside of these so um i'm glad i'm glad we got to do this me too. It's good thought-provoking things for yes, right now. And especially, yeah, especially. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Goodbye, podcast. Bye.